The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not lose. lose. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Yeah, He's a DB of the show, handling that press coverage. We are Black in Sports, where we're giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here, interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all, laughing at it all, while providing a platform to be heard. So today, you know, we welcome our guests. Uh, get ready for some great energy, all right? And we all know that super sheroes don't always wear capes. So we have entrepreneur, cover girl, nutritionist, celebrity chef, and owner of Simply Pure Vegas uh, Vegan Cafe, Chef Stacy Dugan. Clap it up, clap hey, it up, clap it up. Hey, hey so <laughs> how we love to start the show, all right, is we want to shoot your shot moment, okay? So we want a time that, you know, you just went for something, you risked it all, you did just something out the box, all right? And you went for it all. It could have been a success or it could have been a failure, but you learned something. So a shoot your shot moment. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, I have a lot of those, okay. by the way. First oh. thing that comes to mind, though, is uh, I moved to Ghana, West Africa. Um, I was supposed to be there for 10 days and okay. I ended up staying two years. Wow. Hold on. I had nothing. I had like, I had a, I, I was working for an ambassador at the time. And so I was cooking for him. I was his personal chef. And so he needed someone to cook for him. He was doing business deals. Okay. And so uh, he flew me over there and I was only supposed to be there for 10 days just to help, you know, with him, with his, his diet. But as soon as I landed, I was like, Ooh, Ooh. I don't think I'm going to come <laughs> back to the United States. This was uh, 10 years ago. I moved back to Vegas from Ghana. From, wow. Um, and so, um, yeah, that was, the, like, that was the first thing that came to mind because that was probably the craziest thing that I did like in recent like 10 years. But Yeah, that's a shoot shot. Yeah, that for is. sure. And I stayed and I, um, I mean, I would come back every now and then to visit, but um, right. I had my, like I had a roommate in Chicago. I told her to ship my stuff <laughs> and, get, and sell the rest. <laughs> ship yep. my stuff out there. Sell the rest. <laughs> and that was it. I love it. Yep. That's big time. So, I know you have a lot of other passions and loves, but yes. sports. What was the love for sports initially? Where's that foundation? Where did that start? The love for sports, the love for basketball in particular. Okay. Um, it started. I'm from Detroit. Okay. From so the D. I'm from the D, and I'm I'm I was born in 1976. So I grew up in a time where you know the Pistons mm -hmm. were on fire, Isaiah Thomas and mm -hmm. Joe Dumars and Bill Lambeer. And um, I was blessed to go to the majority of those games. Okay. And, okay. Um, yeah. Right. So I, uh, I, I developed the love for it there. I mean, I went to like some of the Tigers games and stuff too, but baseball was just too boring. Wasn't enough action. <laughs> right. And so I just started playing, like really young. I was, I went to Isaiah Thomas basketball camp when okay. I was young. Oh, and so true so love for the game. Oh, no, huh? true love. Yeah. I was like, a I would study. You could ask my my parents. So I was like into it. Um. And so then I played in college and I played in high school. I played in high school. I was okay. Ron here okay yeah shout out to Simron and uh, I was yeah I was good I was pretty good so, and then I played in college but I went to Spelman so Spelman didn't really have like a basketball team we, we had a team let me not say that but we were D3 you okay. know so it wasn't like don't we knock D3 you got I'm out not, there you I'm played after D3. high school that, that, that oh matters. yeah yeah and that I played matters. all four years at Spelman oh, okay and then after that the, the Lady Jaguars Lady Jaguars <laughs> there you go yeah and we had a good time and um after that you know I just played like pick up games here still in the still uh here and there and i still every now and then i just don't have the time like, right. i want to make the time because i really want to get back out on the okay board. so what position yeah point guard and number two oh. guard. 
Oh, what's your game like? Was it like Isaiah's, or you you had your own? I was. I had a really good defensive game. Okay. Um, I had a good offensive game too, but I was I was better at uh being the the, the number two, the shooting guard. The shooting. I was a shooter. Yeah, I okay. could shoot. I could do. I could shoot from the three point line, but handling the ball and coming down the court, I didn't necessarily like that all the time. There's a lot up, of pressure, yeah. you know, and I would rather be the one that, you know, just kind of set up. That's kind of me. I'm like always like the background. Okay. I always want to set up stuff in the background. Set now I'm just up. now coming out to the front, you know, <laughs> and talking, <laughs> saying something. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, cover so. girl, right? You got to come to the front a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so um, talk about your uh, days playing ball or your love for ball kind of in Vegas, right? Because Detroit and sports mm -hmm. is a lot different than Vegas and sports and things like that, right? Right. This is true. Um, I mean, Vegas was the first time I, I played. Oh, okay. You know, so I it was the first time I really played like a, in a like team. Like a, a, yeah, yeah, or organized, right? Right, like organized. Not, like mm -hmm. high school is really when you really start to organize and you play organized sports. So that was like the introduction. I mean, it was cool. It wasn't like growing up in Detroit because there was no team here. So no camaraderie <laughs> right. around, you know, really any kind of sport. So I think that like, my sports love um, for basketball has always been there, always will be. But it... Um, it kind of dwindled here, you know, as far as like fanship because there was no no team here. Got you. So, mm -hmm. do, did you steal Detroit your team? If you had to pick a team, <laughs> I don't really have a team now. I have players. <laughs> okay. You know, like I, you know, it's always like LeBron, of course, um, and the goat. And, yeah, exactly. So there's I have different players, but um, I have players for different times in my life too. Like Isaiah Thomas really changed my life. Like doing that basketball camp, and he wow. would be there. You know, this was a time where he was there like almost every day. So yeah. just being able, and then he would have Joe Dumars like show up one day and just give us like, and so to have that, you know, was was amazing. Um, That's good stuff. Yeah, it was great stuff. So, <laughs> so how did you go about choosing Spellman, especially to play basketball after high school? Right. So I wasn't. I realized that the WNBA wasn't really. I don't even think it was a thing then. It yeah. may have been talking no. about it. So I knew that there was no right. future for me okay. really, unless I went overseas. And I wasn't trying. I wasn't that passionate. I loved it, but <laughs> not like I wanted to go overseas. Sure. So I knew um, that I just wanted to continue to play. But Spellman was. That was my only choice in schools. So I only applied to Spellman. Oh. So I decided. I knew I was going to Spellman when I was in the eighth grade. I did a, um, a a college tour, a HBCU college tour, okay, gotcha. and um, we went to Spelman and like some energy. I said, "Oh, I'm going here," and then just knew it. I knew it, and then was when that the I, first stop on the tour, or is there? <laughs> I don't remember because I was eighth grade. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it was one of the stops. Uh, you know, okay. um, we went to. I know we went to Tuskegee. We went to Howard. Um, so there were a few schools, but Spelman was just it. That and then it. you know, Cosby Show came out. Then uh, yeah. what was it? Uh, different, yeah. World. different World. So that was it. Was that. even more. And then I got the Spellman in '94. Okay. So that was the year that Outkast dropped their first album. <laughs> it was that was the year Freaknik was still around. It yep. was crazy. <laughs> so, well, I, yeah, Spellman was that was only that was only, that was it. There was no other school, and I, luckily I got accepted. So. You said luckily, right? Because huh? if I hadn't, you know, it was gonna be an issue. Only, but that was, you know, what, state, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. But I knew I was like, nah, I'm going here. It so, was, who, was, where? How did you get on this trip? Like, where were you doing it from? Were you doing it from the Detroit, or were you here at that point? Like, uh, no, I wasn't doing it. I was doing it from Detroit because I didn't move here into in Vegas until I was in the ninth grade. Okay. So it was right before I moved to Vegas, actually. But um, I went to a school in Detroit. I went to a very unique school. It was yeah. called Nataki Taliba. I heard about that. You heard. About Nataki, K, K through eight. K through eight. I mm -hmm. went all. I went eight. K, so K through eight. I mean, Nataki Taliba is a private elementary school. Oh wow! That uh, teaches the import importance of African culture, 
to their students and was also a vegetarian plant-based right. school as well. Right. Um, so, and it was very family-based. I mean, from kindergarten to eighth grade, there may have been a hundred students. I think when I graduated, when graduated from eighth grade, I think there were like <laughs> 85 students in the whole school. So That's it was amazing. very family oriented. Um, a lot of my, still my best friends, um, I, to this day, I'm still friends with. Or from there. From there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, still and in Detroit? So, Pardon? Family still in Detroit? Some family. Same some family. family. Yeah. yeah, family kind of all dispersed. We all dispersed. Some family still in Detroit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, that school thought it was important to take their eighth grade students to HBCU so that we could start making the decisions. So beautiful. we went on a field trip <laughs> to HBCUs. <laughs> and uh, the majority of us ended up going to HBCUs. That's yeah. awesome. So how was that transition from coming to Detroit? That's Obviously, a good growing up, in, <laughs> she already knows you. Like, right. Growing up in Detroit, then coming to Vegas. That Tell was me about that. yeah, that was interesting. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was hard for me because I was going into ninth grade, so I'd already oh, established my friends. Your friend yeah. base, and then right? I'm moving all the way to to Vegas, and then Detroit is like 99 percent African American, or 90 percent African American, and, and not that I wasn't used to. Um, going to school or not even going to school, but going hanging around other races because I would go to camp in Canada and things like that. Sure. Right. But um, just the culture was not here at all. And so my parents really had to work hard to create that and maintain that here. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like it for the first month. I cried like really? straight the mer- first month straight every day. I wanted to go live with my grandparents. I was like, so I didn't want to be here. But, um, you know, I mean, my father made the right decision because now 30 years later, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I would only want to be in Vegas because this it. I love Vegas. Like love I've all, I've I have had a love for Vegas since before this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a young child, you know, as a young kid, high school, of course, you're like, uh, but I, you know, I, I managed through. I got my friends. It was different for me. I was very different, but I've always been different. But of course, of course, coming here and my hair has always been natural, mm-hmm. and you know, I've always embraced my culture, and it wasn't necessarily the same with my African American friends. So I had a lot of teaching and a lot of learning to do. But that's amazing. That's interesting because mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to go into a whole deep soliloquy here, but my <laughs> little brother, uh, we moved. My parents moved to Turkey. Oh wow! I was a senior in high school, and I was going into college. And when they, when I graduated, they mm-hmm. moved to Turkey. But my little brother was in eighth grade, going into ninth. So Ooh, his whole experience. Yep. Most of it was in Turkey, mm-hmm. and he says now that kind of changed, not changed them, but it had made them more focused, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. because he had to adjust and not be, you know, sidetracked by his friends mm-hmm. and things like that, and it eliminated a lot of different troubles that he had, mm-hmm. but it helped him in his career. He's a basketball coach now, and he's awesome. super focused, so yeah. I guess that did that help some, some It of did, yeah, for, for sure. You um, you know, I mean, in that, you being that young, too, you just, like, try to adjust as best as possible with the culture shock more so than anything, yeah. but... You know, kids adapt. We always adapt right. pretty. Kids adapt pretty well. So you know, you put them in an environment. We are gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. So you know, just figure out how to be comfortable. Yep. That was, and I would go back to okay. Okay. to it Detroit every still, year. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. you still had the family back there. Absolutely, yeah. and gotcha. most of my friends still lived back oh, there at right. that time. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. So what made your parents move out this way? Uh, my father was an OBGYN, oh, okay. and so he wasn't in Detroit. He had his own practice, but Detroit. Wow. During that, like, 30 years ago is when it started kind of taking a turn. Okay. But he saw it coming, and he was like, we need to move someplace else. Uh, so it was either oh, he was between, on it. Yeah, yeah he was. was on it. It was either here or New Jersey. Okay. And I was grilling for New Jersey because it was on the East Coast. <laughs> you know, close, right, like, right. close, right. I'm like, all the way to Vegas. Like, nobody lives out here. Like, uh, <laughs> so, um, but he, he said Vegas. And so we came out here kicking and screaming. My, my mom, we, my mom, she wanted to come. I don't, no, let me not say that. She really <laughs> didn't want to come. 
but you know the the um opportunity was here and so okay. he was able to, as especially as an african-american um, physician because there were like hardly any at the yeah. time and so he was really mm-hmm. able to do really great things for the community he passed like five years ago but oh, right. he still has made you know such a tremendous right. impact right. in the community people still talk about him they still come up to me your dad delivered my baby all the time so <laughs> it's great yeah so that's why he moved out here to create a better life for his family and that's, he was able to do that that's so. huge i just had a baby a little bit ago me and too. yeah girl I, or boy a girl oh congratulations that's, that's the life. best no it's the best for <laughs> real but that connection <laughs> with the doctor at that point it's just like i still think about dr skinner like ah Dr. Skinner, right. man, I appreciate you. Right, so much. exactly. So, yeah, yeah you got to have that. a, to be an OBGYN, especially, you have to have a certain temperament, you know, 100%. a certain kind of energy. And my dad just had that. He was just that's, a very kind man. So, left a legacy. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Take us into some Spellman days. Yeah, I love getting into Spellman days. <laughs> I had so much fun, man. I'm, that was the best decision. I That was one of the best decisions I made in my life. Really? Yeah. So talk to the son. Of course, let him make his decision, but mm-hmm. definitely strongly show him the the HBCU route. For sure. That's yeah, awesome. especially now because I think it's, it's during this time, we got to invest in our HBCUs, you know, more so than anything. It's, it's important, like all of these um, these little these like, basketball players, well, in particular, sports players that we have, let's take them out of D ones and like let's kind of put them. I mean, the talent can be used in HBCUs, you know, and HBCU sure. is still D one too. Correct, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So yeah, I, I re- we've we've talked about that a few times, and, mm-hmm. and recently I've changed my position. Uh, what I, was your position before, and what's it, what's your position now? Well, I mean, I think some of the the bigger universities that are kind of more geared to high you know ranking basketball players or football right. players I, I just think the experience is kind of geared towards them or how they you know the the process of just the sport is mm-hmm. well but you know i think we as a people we hold kind of all the power in that that card so they're only as popular because we kind of make them our product makes them that popular. so why can we do the same for our own people and i agree the money there so 100%. i've changed my position ej's been on me Oh, it took a little bit. Oh, okay. Good, yeah. It took good, a little good, bit, but I've, I've changed my mind. We're here. Okay. <laughs> we're, well, here. we're here. We, we we've arrived. The, we've it, arrived. Right. It, it, it's about the journey. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And we get to the destination. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. So give us a game at Spelman. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking of that atmosphere. I'm probably making it a lot more than what it right. is in my you, you, you may or I'm, may not. Like, there's the thing. Because it used to always, so funny, because people, are, guys always ask, especially Morehouse, uh-huh. you know, people, um, it's interesting, but they always ask, <laughs> is this really happening? Uh-huh. Is this really happening? Some stuff really happens. Like, Spelman, like Spelman is a cult. We're a cult. Mm-hmm. For real, like we don't let a Spelman sister walk in here right now. It's she could have graduated thirty years before <laughs> I did, and we will act like we known each other forever. And it's like that, yeah. Seriously, so that. some of the stuff may be it's, okay. <laughs> so how was it playing sports, being an athlete, like going through that, you know, athlete and still school and, and, and being focused on, you know, what that career path was going to take you on? It was a lot, um, but I just always been able to man. I've been a really good. It been able to balance okay. you know, I've been really good at that and so um but and I have a love for the game so it wasn't like I was doing it and I was you know oh what was me you know yeah. I was and I was already exercising I was already in the groove it wasn't like I was trying to start playing um and then your workload you know your school load it it wasn't that much I mean at times it would get heavy but right. I managed to just do things that I was genuinely interested in mm-hmm. so it didn't all feel like work so yeah it was it was great like you know <laughs> Traveling and doing all kind of stuff like and it. representing the school and yeah, it's awesome. So, um, you went to Spelman. Yep. 
you didn't get a degree in what you're doing now. Absolutely not. <laughs> and <laughs> when you left Spelman, you're not you started working in something you're not working with. So tell right. us about that. All how right. do you how do you jumped into that? Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna tell you how before the cooking stuff. So when I was at Spelman, uh-huh. I was gonna be an attorney. That's what oh, I went to. Oh, okay. So I, originally, I was I was gonna do that. And then when I realized that I didn't want to do four more years of school, which oh, was in, my, addition, for, in right. addition, I was like, dang, I got to do four more years? Like, that's a lot. Right. I was like, so maybe I could do something around, because I wanted to go do entertainment. I wanted to do entertainment law. So I was like, I can do something else in entertainment. Right. And so um, my senior year, I uh, decided to do an internship. At, oh, I got an internship at Virgin Records. Okay. And so I was able to take that internship and it, apply it to a class. It was actually a class. Okay. And so I was getting school credit for that oh, internship. That's and cool. so through that, I started learning about the music industry behind the scenes. Uh-huh. And I was like, ooh. And I was in Atlanta in the mm-hmm. in the late 90s. You know, it was like a whole thing. So then thing. I was immersed in, you know, so I saw NDI Re come up and Ludacris. And NDI is still a good friend of mine, too. Oh, um, just seeing all these hair. people. <laughs> I am not my skin. I am the soul that lives. That's my girl. Shout <laughs> out to NDI. So, yeah. So we, I just went ahead and... Um, uh, got in the music. Got in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started working at a record store called Earwax, which was a really popular underground record store at the okay. time. Like Jermaine Dupree's come in there, Biz Marquis. Okay. It was a record. It was like record store, like records, like, uh-huh. break, you know, like mm-hmm. vinyl. Mm-hmm. And um, Jazz, who was the owner, just had his ear to the street. And um, I the, was hustling to work there because it's not like it's a small space. So it's just like, so I think I applied. And he called me one day. He's like, you have you ever heard of being overqualified for a job? <laughs> like, what do you want to work here for? But I was like, right. yo, I'm so in this I'm industry. In this. Right. Yeah. And so um, I went and did that. And um, and that's how I got the job at the record label. Then I started working at um, Universal Music Group and I did artist development. And Dang. I was in my early 20s. Um, and then in Atlanta, uh, in Atlanta, yeah, yeah I was doing it. You I was, was doing, doing it. it. And then, but then I also, um, was, op- I was becoming vegan at the time. So okay. that's when the vegan started right after, right after college, Good, I started that, becoming more, that transition started happening. And then, um, I used the money that I was making at the record label to open up a restaurant. I love it. I opened my first restaurant 20 years ago. I was about 23. I didn't know what I was doing. Dang. Yep. All right, I'm just gonna put a little something on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get this little thing started. <laughs> so that's I'm, how the that's how the wow. cooking, cooking that's started. Good. Yeah. That's big so. time. All right, so Maj, you wanna hit him with the quick hits? Yeah, I got a couple little quick random questions. Yeah. Almost let's do like it. yes or no's or whatever. Okay. We'll call it. So this is a this is a left hand layout. This is easy. I love it. Everything's M- easy. <laughs> <laughs> MJR Isaiah Thomas. <sighs> See, that ain't easy. That's a left hand layout. Dang. Come on. Wrap it. Boom. All right, MJ. Thank you. I, but honest. you know Isaiah Thomas. I, you, I just I, talked I about know, him. Did you know, just write right. that? You just wrote <laughs> that question. I <laughs> said Detroit. That. It's going to be tough for her to answer this. Uh, good okay. stuff. Okay. You already had that question written? I already Absolutely. had it written. Wow. That's crazy, Let's right? Let's go. First yeah. time you were starstruck. Jay-Z. Okay. Mm. NBA or NFL? I think I already know the answer. NBA. NBA. Okay. I'm like anti-NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was anti. I was anti NFL when I watched Thirty for Thirty. I was pregnant. I remember. Which Thirty for Thirty though? Oh, the one with the are they uh broke. They were going broke. Yeah, broke. And then when I saw and but I but, but, me, but no, it wasn't the broke. It was the um the mental. It was the concussions. It was them not taking care of the players. Man, it don't was bring the, up concussions, man. It was this the, is why he doesn't like Will Smith anymore. Yeah, Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith did that movie. Yeah, with a horrible accent, by the way. But we're not gonna get into the movie. I didn't see it. 
to get into all that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. You must tell the truth. You must tell the truth. He was trying to be a Ghanaian. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. I know. They probably should have got a Ghanaian to play a Ghanaian. Maybe. Yeah, that would have been. Maybe. I'm no longer a supporter. All right. Back to it. Back to it. So, NBA. NBA. Okay. So, here we go. This is, you got to start one. You got to cut one. You got to bench one. Okay. Okay. Start. Start. Bench. Start, start, cut, cut bench. bench. Okay. Okay. This is HBCU classics here. All right. So we got the Battle of the Bay, Music City Classic, or the Bayou Classic. Start Ooh. one, put one on the bench, cut one. Okay. Run them past me again because the Bayou Classic, the, the other two, which one is it? So Battle of the Bay is Hampton and Norfolk. Okay, Battle of the Bay. I've never been to that. Okay. Yeah. Magic City Classic is Alabama State and Alabama A&M. Okay, okay, okay. And then the Bayou Classic Southern and Grand I mean, the Bayou Classic, you got it. That's a start. That's a start. You got to start that Mm -hmm. one. The other two, honestly, I haven't really heard of. So So it's a toss-up? Yeah, it's a (laughs) toss-up for me. Yeah. Well, we're going to... I'm going to bench... What you going to bench? Uh, I'm going to bench... I would think the one in Alabama would be lit. More lit. Well, Correct. I, 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 was almost, I would almost start the Magic City Classic, just from experience that I've, I've been there. Well, it okay. depends on what year you go. Why they call it Magic City? After the, after the strip club? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I don't know why they call it. It's, is there some magic that's going Magic, on? When you said Magic City, hey. I said, oh, he, gonna be, he talking about benching strip club. I was in Atlanta. So, you know, Atlanta, <laughs> strip club city. Yeah, I seriously we, was we, like, we oh, we, do, we doing strip clubs. We, so we could do that too. We could have went that direction, but my mom would have, my mom would have, I would have got a whooping as a grown man. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna uh I would probably bench Magic City Classic mm-hmm. and then I would I would cut the Battle of the Bay. Okay. That'll be my opinion. All right. Yeah. Got it. All <laughs> right, so let's jump into um you know what you got going on in the game, right? So mm-hmm. you are the chef with the mostest. Am I? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh. What so you kinda <laughs> talked about um starting to get into the vegan or the plant-based lifestyle mm-hmm. in college. What was that transition? Because a lot of times you hear people, when they talk about making those changes, those lifestyle changes, an event occurred, like maybe a health okay. issue mm-hmm. or just whatever. Mm-hmm. What was it for you to kind of get and started into that? So that's a good question. There were a few things. One, oh, okay. um, when I went to Nataki Taliba, the, remember, the, I, um, I don't know if you told you, but the school, they mm-hmm. served us vegetarian lunches. Yeah, I, mean, I heard So you. I was already familiar with the vegetarian plant-based lifestyle really early. Okay. And then my mother, in addition to that, was like the type where she was like home-cooked meals. Like no eating out, eating out was a treat. Um, so, and she would do, we would do like tofu stir fry one day, but then we'd have pork chops the next day, but it'd be homemade. <laughs> so I was still, exactly. So I was still, <laughs> it was eat meat, but <laughs> tofu to pork chops. To pork, it, literally. <laughs> but it would be home cooked. It would no, be home cooked. Hey, so it was amazing. like, whatever. Let's go. Yeah. So, um, I was already exposed to it really early. Gotcha. And then I had, um, I did have a health issue. I had eczema really mm. bad. So, you know, it's a skin disorder, psoriasis. Yeah really bad like my skin would crack and bleed you would never know it now but i had to so that was a major concern and issue and so i was able to clear that up with my uh, change in my diet mm-hmm. and then um i would get colds and things like that just, okay you know people everyday things that people say you get and i don't you i don't get anymore because uh-huh. i changed my diet and then um for me the uh the major thing though was that i just wanted to just feel better, feel better. You know, i just wanted to feel better and i just started eating and once I started learning how to cook with plants and I could replace, I was like, oh, I can make cheese out of this and it could taste like macaroni and cheese. And why am I eating cheese? I don't have to eat it. You know, wow, and so that's dope. that was really like it. it was just a transition of a lot of things. And then to make the full transition, I didn't just go like what they would 
quote unquote cold turkey. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do that. I, I, I it, it took process. me about a year and a half. Yeah, okay. about a year and a half. Because you got to go easy with this. I tell people because some people are like I'm going to be vegan tomorrow, and I'm like, oh, you probably not. <laughs> like, like, false. I tried, yeah, it, I tried exactly. it for six hours and I couldn't. <laughs> six hours, six hours, really. <laughs> it is, it's tough life. It's yeah. It's 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 uh, if you're going to make it a lifestyle change, I tell people then just do it like a little bit at a time, unless it's like a health scare and you got like really you got to do it full-fledged but right. most people are not like that so i for i eliminated um pork i eliminated already so it was yeah. like red meat i eliminated that was easy so, chicken mm-hmm. and then i was just eating fish for a little while and then i eliminated fish and then i eliminated dairy so now mm-hmm. but now i'm not so i'm i was vegan for cool? 15 years okay yeah. and then i got pregnant with my son and i started eating fish again so i always let people know that i okay. eat fish now mm-hmm. every now and then because like a lot of people now are they're seeing me and they see me talk about the plant-based diet and i don't want somebody see me at a restaurant eating a piece of salmon and flip out right. you know so like, i always like you against trans- the calls <laughs> i gotta be transparent right because sometimes vegans be like i thought you i'm like no i sometimes i incorporate fish every now and then but my diet is very balanced and i'm very you know happy with my the way i eat so Good it's stuff. clean i eat clean all right so mm-hmm. i mean and, and forgive me if i'm wrong on this but you know you say you've been vegan for 15 years. I was vegan for 15 years, but then I started eating fish, so I'm not vegan anymore. So now the past five, six Good years change. almost, I've been But even, even at that point where you decided to be vegan, I, I don't know. I mean, now I feel like some things are, like, trendy, and now, like, a lot right. of people are trying to do it. And back then, you know, people were just cutting pork, like you said. Mm-hmm. So how was that process of, I mean, you probably were one of, what, 20 people right. and I went out of 20 that was actually vegan how was that process back then so no actually so I was um connected to a Hebrew community at the time in Atlanta so I was trying to find myself spiritually <laughs> and you know we all trying to find ourselves find, so, yes. I, so I found this this <laughs> yes, <Lord>. community <laughs> and um, which actually be, ended up being a big part of my life and a blessing and the entire so it was the Hebrew community was um actually the largest uh conglomerate of African Americans who who relocated from the United States to Israel. So they actually lived in Israel. So that's why I was really, it was a Hebrew Israelite uh, and there's, there's a, because there's different facets all over the place. Um, But this particular group actually had done the work. And so that's why I decided to, and then their, their whole diet was plant-based. And so their, that culture um, really was the culture that introduced me to plant-based cooking. And so they were the ones that taught me like these recipes are some of the recipes that I've, I've um, kind of tweaked and made them my own, right, but the okay. foundation of these recipes came from that community. So I'm still very thankful oh, wow. you know, to everybody from there. And that's how I learned how to cook. Yeah, they they've done tremendous, and so now I think that they're like fourth or fifth generation over there now, um, wow. still living there and in, in the community. I've been to Israel a few times to, to visit. It's beautiful. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tell me about the Dr. Sebi's kind of influence on, on your life. and Dr. Sebi, Dr. Yeah. Sebi. Yeah. yeah. So I actually had a chance to, I've met Dr. Sebi a couple of occasions when I was with that Hebrew community. Okay. Um, I was with, the, um, we brought Dr. Sebi there mm-hmm. um, a couple of times to speak and to do workshops and seminars. Beautiful man, um, always consistent with his temperament and what he speaks about. And he was, the, that was what, almost 20 years ago and wow. he was speaking the same thing. Um, and so hit, that was a huge influence impact on me because Dr. Sebi was one of the first people that taught me that you could actually heal the body with plants. I didn't know that before. I knew that, you know, you could kind of be healthy with diet, but he right. was really the one to break it down on a cellular level. Like, That's no, like you heal. can really do that. See, this, yeah, it was really interesting, um, just to see that whole, um, transition and to see the receptivity sure. in the community that he had. Cause that before, like when we, when he was there, 
when he came to do those seminars, it was more community-based thing, like more people didn't know about Yeah, internal. Like people didn't really know about Dr. Sebi like that. We would promote it, but Mm -hmm. it'd be maybe 100 people It's to where people know now, right? And and then like people waiting for, come on, Nick Cannon. Come on, Nick Cannon. (laughs) Come on, Nick. Y'all know Nick Cannon is my husband. Yeah. Oh, I heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Just so you know. So you can put it out there and go ahead and let him know. (laughs) We're speaking that into existence? Yeah, yeah, we are. Because I speak everything into existence. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. I know you said shoot your shot. I was like, I'm ready. You talking about Nick Cannon? (laughs) Shoot. Nick Cannon needs to know. He he just opened a vegan restaurant, too. I was like, I see you, bro. You need some consultants? (laughs) We're only one degree separated. I have have almost a direct connection to him, but I'm just waiting, you know, just to, I think, that, yeah, I think that I need to. It, it, the, the, it has to be organic, but I really honestly feel no, like no, that. no pun intended, organic. Right, yeah. exactly. It has to be organic, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that that needs to happen though, because um, Dr. Savi was very important, and um, our people need to know really do what he what he what he did and for what sure. he did and what he stood for, and especially now during this time, because yeah. we as a community have to build our immune system. I am like, come on, because this like, this COVID thing it drove me crazy because mm-hmm. not because of the fact that it was just so it changed my lifestyle but because our people were dying unnecessarily right you know because most people had pre-existing conditions we were affected the most we're affected the most because we have the least access to you know healthy nutrition exactly healthy foods and things like that in Mm -hmm. our community so um we've been that's why we've been doing a lot of community work here in las vegas just you're gonna get into that later i'm looking for that yeah. Again, make our people aware. Hey, we gotta do better because I heard the virus supposed to come back around. You know, they supposed to plant another one. Plant. I like. <laughs> hey. I like the way you put that out there. <laughs> they supposed to plant, plant another, another virus. One. So let's get ready. Come on, we gotta. Uh-huh. We gotta do better. And I'm like non-apologetic about eating healthier. So I love it. So yeah. now you've. Uh, let's talk about your location. You're there in Container Park. You had some heavy hitters. <laughs> come by that location yeah let's just a just, little bitty spot <laughs> yeah just 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 just, just name drop name drop i want you to name you drop. want me to name i drop. want right. you to so I know, should we go how you from most go? popular to least popular yeah. you think or should we go I, which which one what's in your spirit start cut bench one. <laughs> right <laughs> start cutting bench. start cutting bench let's just go so starters uh it depends on who you're talking to no um so the the biggest was the the most life changing one was um, Bill Clinton. Oh, you've shared that President story. Bill yeah. Yeah. That was the because that one we were about to close. Yeah, share that. Yeah. So long story short, night two thousand sixteen, big election year. Um, restaurant had been open about two years, and we were struggling. And I'm a, also I'm a single mom mm-hmm. too. So at that time, remember? Okay, so let me put some things in context for you before I tell you this story. So the restaurant, we opened Simply Pure in December 2013. I got pregnant March 2014. So the whole year I was open, I was also pregnant for the first time and alone because the father decided he didn't want to do, he didn't, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So it was just a very, I, even though I have a great support system, my parents were there, I have great friends, great, you know, my brother. Um, it was still, you know, difficult. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, of course, business is usually running into trouble right around that sure. second year, second, mm-hmm. third year, because... You're still trying to figure it out. Blah, blah. But me, I'm also tr- trying to figure out child care, all yeah. kinds of stuff, right. you know. And so um, the container park had been very kind to us, but they were, you know, they kindly sent me a, a, a eviction notice. It was by mail, <laughs> by email. And they were like, you got to go. <laughs> and I was like, I get it. You know, I was behind on rent. You know, mm-hmm. I got prime real estate in container park. Yeah. 
So um, I just got on my knees, honestly, and I was like, God, you know, whatever you want me to do, like, I give it to you. I'm tired. I don't want to fight this anymore. If I got to go back to just being a private chef, because that's what I was doing before. I was still okay. an entrepreneur before I opened the restaurant. Uh-huh. So I was, I can go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just let it go. And then three days later, Bill Clinton, three days literally came in and I was like, wait, what? So that was a whole story. Like how he didn't just come in. Of course, they yeah, I got a call and, right. and all that stuff. But I only got a one day notice. That's a game changer. Yeah, wow. it was a game changer. And so I know that that was nothing but, you know, spirit. That's that, good. That it was is. like, hey, OK, you finally going to let this go and know that you're not running the show and God <laughs> running the show <laughs> and the like, I'm going to bring into yeah. your place. So he wow. came in. Nothing he loved the him. food. It was amazing. Awesome. Um, and then that whole year, he came back. He would, he would all every time he would come because Nevada was a swing state. Remember? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he would, he would come back, and every time he would come back, he would come and eat with us. He would either send Secret Service, and then I moderated a panel with him. It was a private panel. Um. At the community, no, at the West Las Vegas Library it was just African American business owners, probably like twenty of us, thirty of us. Uh-huh. And I moderated that panel with um President ex- President Bill Clinton, myself the moderator, and we had about thirty. Jeez. And I did that 2016, and um, that was a big year. Um, that was a life changing year for me. That's so he was start, the one. Man. Yeah, <laughs> he was the he was the, he was the first, <laughs> right? And his wife, bless her too, she came. She uh, ordered from us as well. Um, and then there was uh, Usher. Usher came in. Mm-hmm. That was Usher's been in a few times okay. too. So he would he and if he doesn't come, he's been in twice, mm-hmm. like physically. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but every time he comes to Vegas, he, he calls. We get a call. That's yeah, nice. he, he likes the lasagna. As a matter of fact, last time he came, he had me make a pan, and he uh, I had to bring it to the jet. That's why I'm like that lifestyle, man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Bring it to tell the you jet. Something. Yeah, I had to bring it to the jet, and I was like, oh, this is the, I like this. <laughs> the jet. Nick Cannon has yes. a jet. <laughs> he has several. I heard. <laughs> but that, you know, what's so funny. That kind of stuff doesn't even. It does. I like nice stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm a five star, five diamond type of chick. But I'm also like a yes. tree hugging type chick. Like I'm cool with your yeah. flip flop. You know, it's a good balance. Oh. But you know, I like both. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, Usher. Um, yeah, what. Cory Booker was in Corey there. Cory Booker, he's been in there a few times. That's mm-hmm. our guy. We okay. love Corey. And these are and um, these these men too have come in, have become brothers. Especially with Usher, like I, I have a great love for him because he didn't have to come back the second time, mm-hmm. um, because it's difficult for him to come out. Like mm-hmm. with that first time he came out, I had to. Um, he actually called Container Park Management because the Container Park employees were all over him. And oh, wow. he said that he felt like it was, you know, it was a little unnecessary. He was just trying to go and eat. Trying to eat, yeah. And my staff, like, I tell them, like, when he was coming in, I was like, no pictures, no nothing, you. And so he actually ended up eating and staying for, like, 45 minutes to an hour wow. just because he felt comfortable that's in so the dope. environment. And he came on. It was, that's what they want, right? But that's the environment that I try to create because, again, my background is in entertainment. Yeah. I'm used mm-hmm. to being around celebrities. Same. So Get it's you. not like him coming in was, like, uh, you know, and so I, I kind of know how to tell, you know, advise people on how to act because they just want to be like, just looked at as normal, normal. honestly. And yeah. he and he's just a, eat a meal. <laughs> and just eat a meal. Right. And so when he came the second time, I called like Container Park staff. I was like, look, no pictures, no photos. Don't stop him. Don't ask for autographs. And he was able to walk around the park, which nice. was really cool. That's um, cool. So, that was nice. Yeah. Jermaine Dupree. J.D. J.D. Yep. Comes in <laughs> and started off a guy, too. He's um, a starter. Oh, these are starters. Yeah, you know, really, I can't. I can't. Yeah, you can't. Nobody can't. I can't. I mean, I just, I, uh, yeah, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't cut nobody. Bench nobody. Uh, Lance Gross. Shout out to Lance Gross. 
Um, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a friend of the, my brother's a friend of the, he's like a Yeah, but he's got friend. some roots here, right? Lance. He does. He has yep. some kind of roots here. Yep. So he's back Lance forth. does. Yep. Yeah, so. Um, so, he, hey, you know, next time Maya comes in, like if you, Maya, I forgot about Maya. Don't, She's don't, so sweet. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, just, I would. You want me just to listen? Do? Just listen. So when, you, when Maya you know what's so funny, though, about that? You know, if you just need some day labor, you know, your boy, I mean, you know, a server or something like that. You are here for That's so funny because you are not the only brother that has come up to me and told me a like real talk i've had three i think you're the third person hey. brother that was like yo when maya comes in like for real you just like let me know i'm letting so, you know she make me turn vegan and she's awesome <laughs> she's a she's a great she's a beautiful spirit too yes yeah, that's so. what i'm talking about her spirit i love she it is. <laughs> <laughs> right talking about the spirit too. Right. right 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 no she's dope yeah she, but, yeah, she was so uh, down the blue martini i met her you know that's where i met her oh did you that's why yeah i met her so organically it was crazy like i was invited also, you know, we were at the same night then yeah. <laughs> was, that the, um, was cameron calloway cameron did he perform you know cameron, cameron calloway yeah, that's how I, yeah that's how i got in oh through cameron nice, nice. so cameron's a good friend of mine um and he was like hey i'm performing i can put you on the list and i went in and went into vip and um i introduced myself to her i introduced myself to her manager or her i think it was her and her manager i don't remember but it was whatever. She was signing a lot of autographs. And so I just went on with my night. And then, like, towards the end of the night, she literally came up to me and just sat down. And we started talking. And she was, like, she was like, are you open for breakfast? She was like, so you got a restaurant? I was like, yeah, she said, you open for breakfast? I said, we can't be for you because we're, <laughs> we're not usually. But yeah. we are. I said, she said, okay, I'm coming tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I said, bang. cool. And, I, and we got up and we gave her, made her. And she was on time. Mm -hmm. And we made her breakfast at That's 8 in so the morning. That's so dope. Yeah, it was awesome. That's a really great experience. Now y'all got me like reminiscing. I'm like, dang. Like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you choose your like the current spot you're at, the current location of the store? Um, so I didn't actually well, I shouldn't say I didn't choose. You choose everything, right? But um I was cooking for Tony Shea, the downtown project. So when that first started to kick off down Tony here, Zappos. Right, Tony mm -hmm. Shea Zappos at the time he uh had a condo inside the Ogden. Okay. The Ogden? The, mm -hmm. yeah, the condo. And so we used to do Before um, you bought it. I used to, <laughs> right, exactly. I used to do a, uh, a bunch of catering and stuff up there for all the, like, umbrella companies. Oh, dope. And so I was doing catering there all the time. And then when the container park opened, they, like, called me and were like, hey, mm. y'all, we know you, we already know your food is good. You want right. to open up a spot? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so they loaned me money and everything. Yeah. It was dope in the beginning. Like, they really took care of me. They, they really took care of the small business owners. They really, Tony Shea really was about helping small business owners get started. And he's really done that. Okay. Um, so... So let's talk about CBD and food. Ooh, or can I love cannabis? <laughs> let's just have a moment of silence. Oh, there it is. There we go. There it is. <laughs> that's your that's your favorite holiday, right? Your, your 420 is definitely four, 420 my favorite holiday. I, I'm not a holiday person. I don't really celebrate like Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, in the restaurant really business, like. though, it's kind of hard. Like most holidays, you're working anyway. Yeah, especially Thanksgiving. That's our busiest. Um, day of the year is Thanksgiving. Really? And yeah. Mm -hmm. For catering, by oh. by far, we have to prepare like a week in advance for that. What's wow. on the menu? Like, are you? Are oh, we got our gumbo. I make mm -hmm. vegan gumbo. We got uh, jackfruit crab cakes. We got um, greens, macaroni and cheese. Wait make cornbread. I <laughs> dinner rolls. We make them from and we make everything from scratch. Remember, so I started cooking during a time when. There were no veggie burgers and cheese and yeah. stuff. You could just, no, it wasn't none of that. So I had to figure <laughs> out how to make this stuff from plants. So we still, I still cook that way. I don't, we don't really buy plant. everything. Everything you just named. Yeah. Everything we make from vegetables. Crab cakes. <laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking about that macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Have you had the macaroni and cheese? 
We no, sell, we, I we haven't sell. had it personally. Mm-hmm. Somebody knows that. We it. sell it at the restaurant now yeah. because it was so popular. Like we ju- we only would have it on the catering menu, and oh, people were like, really? "Yo, you no, gotta have we it." We have so now we have it at the restaurant. All right, so first time going in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what should we tell our listeners, or what should we do for the first time you're going in? What are the like top items? Lasagna. I heard that. Got to give yourself 20 minutes though, but it's worth it because we don't microwave stuff. Remember, we got oh. an oven, so we put it in the oven 20 minutes for okay. the lasagna. You can't get no fast mic. People used to fast, quick stuff. I'm like, come on now. 20 minutes, but you can call it in. Too. Right, right, right. Call in your I'll just let you pay. Hey, I'm, I'm on my way. Y'all go ahead and get go. that but going. But it's worth it. You can put your order in and walk around, yeah, the, walk park. around the park. Yeah, have some fun. I like it. And so lasagna, um, the like nachos with the our nachos. cashew nacho cheese and the mac and cheese. I mean, but everything is good. You know, it's my menu, so I ain't going to say. Those are the three. Those are the top three, <laughs> the but top everything's three. good. Right? People talk, what's the green chilies or the... Ch- green chili enchiladas. Enchiladas. Mm-hmm. So those I heard people good. talk pop off. Yep. But no, I told you <laughs> when we met, I was like... Yeah, someone told me I got to get that lasagna. The lasagna's bomb. Got to get that lasagna. And we got gluten-free version, too. So that's it. <laughs> and we make that lasagna from scratch. Like the cheese we make, mm. tofu. I it, sure like is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you going to eat your cornbread, Miles? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies. Life. 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 Yeah, I love uh, that movie. Okay. <laughs> it, says, it says the food is great for meat eaters and picky kids, too, yeah. which I'm both. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I'm he is a picky that. kid. So, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm both of them. And we right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Open seven days a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Miles could need some consulting, right? I'm, I'm, I'm He's actually, going through I'm some. I'm actually uh, on like this little cleanse thing I'm doing right now. Notice he does Are not you? have a okay. glass in front of him. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I was going to ask you where yours was. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. Trying to reboot my system. You know, it's you good. know it's good. To yeah. No, I cleanse. I do a cleanse every time the seasons change. So okay. four mm-hmm. times a year, mm-hmm. and why is that? I, I want to know. I'm just, because I'm um, that's straight. usually the time when your body starts, your body's going through changes change because the anyway, weather. Right? Yeah, because that's you notice that's the time when people get sick. It's right around the time when sure. seasons change because oh, yeah. right. your body's adjusting to new weather and all that. It's just not. It's just a good time to reset. So I do this cleanse called the Ultimate Cleanse. It's something you can buy, like I think at Whole Foods or Sprouts or something. I usually order it on Amazon, but it's tablets, and you take it. Um, if for like two weeks, you take tablets, and they uh, they have one with like natural bacteria that helps put the good bacteria back in the body and the other one's kind of like a laxative so it does make you go to the bathroom a lot more but you're cleansing but you're cleansing and you can still go to work you know but it's not it's a control so you have the energy because that's the biggest thing about cleansing sometimes like you know people well no you're eating on this on this cleanse yeah so i don't i can't do i'm not good with cleanses that where you can't eat i don't fast i'm not a good fasting Uh uh-huh like I just get really angry and I got too much to do. <laughs> I get angry. Yeah, shit going on. I am now because I ate today. <laughs> oh, I, thought, that, I thought it was I what you had in that glass over there. I no, tell nobody else. I mean it's that too, but you know, <laughs> like no, seriously, I um I I'm one of those types that I gotta eat, you mm-hmm. know, and so I don't. I can probably fast for a day, but there's some people that can fast like that. But so I, that's why I like this cleanse because you can eat on it, but eat on the cleanse but i i eat very light though so i don't eat like fried foods when i'm on it you know i make sure that i'm just eating like mostly salads soups and stuff like that and i only okay. do it for like two weeks okay and it's awesome you can see parasites passing through your stool is that kind of gross we got to tell people look this is nah, what you need to see nah. that, that's it is what it is yeah you can see all kind if you do it right you can see all kinds of stuff so See, you have to cleanse tablets. though. I'm really big on that. Like everybody, because you clean your car out. You know what I'm saying. You clean everything. You clean your house on the inside. You right. got to clean your body. Right. It's so important. There's a lot of stuff. I cleanse. Don't true. don't hit me, man. Like I thought you got to <laughs> reboot yourself. You. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> you see him point to me though. You saw it, right? That. He keeps doing he keeps it. Like, like, <laughs> I cleanse at the beginning. Of the <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm looking at him, but he's right. Come on. 
I'm just, just saying. He's going to be a bougie because he's doing a cleanse right now. I cleanse at the beginning of the year, but I like that mantra of doing it four times. But every right. at the beginning of the year, I always cleanse. And it's what only talking about? You know when I was cleansing. Yeah. So you probably even know him. He's one of the warriors. Because you know um Brandon, um, how am I, uh, Collinsworth? Oh, of course. Yeah, so they the warrior retreats or whatever. Right. So I was doing Shane, I think his name. Shane he has, Stewart. So Shane Stewart like Shane Stewart and I started together we used to work together we had a company called Baby I Like It Raw oh that's what's up yeah <laughs> and then Brandon Ooh, and then Brandon I met Brandon Brandon so when he was doing the warrior the retreat war retreats. Mm-hmm. I was the the part of the first group that he oh, took dope. in December 2016 that was the first group that he took and I was a part of that group so, so I took Shane's cleanse did you okay yes. Shane yeah okay well Shane yeah so Thank that was you. good you're good to go because right. Shane knows I'm what he's cool. doing I, you saw it you saw but you do have to do it you know I, I recommend that you do it just be more consistent no so you're right serious. more no I like mm-hmm. that doing it four times a year yeah all right let's get back though <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the um cannabis and CBD infused yes. food mm-hmm. um now you started something with that where you're doing like pop-ups or was it kind of a concept I or was. you're still doing that or and talk a little bit about that. Right. So uh, I, me and a, a friend of mine, uh, actually my business partner and then another friend of ours, my business partner, shout out to her, McKinney Merriweather. That's shout my girl. That's my sister. It's my right hand woman. She's um, 50% owner in the, rest, in the restaurant. So always got to give her props because even though I'm out here doing most of the talking, there's a whole machine behind me yeah. and she's one of the main ones, you know, turning the wheels and just making everything go. So, um, uh, we came up with a concept where we wanted to do like fine dining, uh, excu- exclusive dinners. Okay. We wanted to do THC. You know, I still want to work with THC because I think you need both. I think you need THC and CBD when, well, let me not say that. Different people can use different parts of the plant. I think that every part of the plant is important. Okay. okay. Um, but of course, for legal reasons, we can sure. only do CBD. <laughs> so, and we wanted to promote it. A lot of regulations. So, right, exactly. So, we created a 4 and 20. So, 4 and 20 is a concept where it's a fine dine, fine dining dinner experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is infused with CBD. Uh, it's four courses, 20 guests. It's limited. Ah, and um, we four would... 4 and 20. 4 and 20. And, and we would set up... 20. The, <laughs> yeah. And we would set up the table, like a stand-up, set up a beautiful family-style table. And uh, we would have a menu. Eat, the menu would have four courses. Like I said, the menus were themed. Okay. So, like, our, one of the themes was the element. So, I created a dish... Um, that was centered around air, earth, water, water yeah, okay. fire, earth, yeah. We did. I did a music theme one time. I took songs uh-huh. and that had a uh, food in the titles, All and right. then um, created a dish around that. Just being really creative. It was so much fun. Sure. Um, we if we would sell out, like we would be a sold out. Yeah, definitely. We would. Um, it was like ninety dollars a ticket. I think we would, first we did one twenty five a seat, and we people were it wasn't selling. It, it wasn't. Then we did ninety. And that, that, that sold out. Spot, yeah, right? that was a sweet spot. And so it started becoming really popular. But um, McKinney and I just couldn't do it by ourselves anymore. That was the biggest thing. Like I, it was way too much work. Like we were literally creating the menus setting up everything finding the venue um, finding the venue and then that was another thing the venue was always a secret location so the oh, the dope. attendees wouldn't know until the day of we would send they would get an email with the location and then instructions we wouldn't allow any phones mm-hmm. we didn't want any pictures or video because we wanted to be able to control the content sure. and um we started so we still want to continue with that dinner but we just had to we it was me and mckinney were doing too much by right. ourselves and that 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 we stopped it last year in okay. march and that was right around the time when I decided that I wasn't going to venture into anything else without a team behind it because I got too much going on and I got a kid. You right. know, so I still I, I got to maintain some balance. So that has been pushed kind of to the back burner for mm-hmm. now because we I had to build a team around everything else. that. So we want to get back to that, though, because and I definitely want to do it with 
you know, THC as well, because I'm a huge cannabis consumer. I consume cannabis every day, so, and I cook with it. So. so what's the, is it like oregano? Like, is it like, why is, <laughs> why is CBD like, you know, and you're seeing a lot of infused everything, right? right? right. Like foods, you know, restaurants, and people are doing that now. Right. The plant is just, I mean, it's a healing plant. Okay. It's just what it is, you know. It's just one of those plants where you can take it, and, and it, it helps soothe the body. CBD is more so the relaxant for the body, mm-hmm. and the THC is more so for the mind. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you can use it anyway. You can take it in tinctures. You can take it in powder form, isolate. We used to do it in powder form, the isolate, and mix it with whatever we want to use it with. Okay. But um, And CBD is legal, too, yeah. federally. So if you take it, you don't have to worry about, you know, being caught up by the police because i've been there done that don't want, don't want to do that <laughs> that's another story we can talk about <laughs> me going to jail two years ago <laughs> for cannabis <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> so yeah um but it, it's uh i believe in the healing power of the cannabis plant mm-hmm. and so that's why really, really the reason why we we started the dinners and the reason why i continue to cook with it and um why i consume it every day i like it kind of a broad question but you kind of touched on it so about building the team Mm, and yeah how how i mean some of the things that you learned obviously been playing basketball in high school and you know on the college how does that help you into building the team that's now? a great question too uh it, it's everything i think sports is like because it's just does so much for your character building you know and later on in life you really don't realize it when you're playing but then later on down the line you realize how important getting along is and vision and Working with others, working with other, right? Different backgrounds, exactly. It's like exact different backgrounds and working with different people, and um, putting stuff aside when it's time to get on the court, and all being focused on this one goal. And so, um, it it carries over and everything. So it's it's basketball. When I was playing, it totally taught and prepared me for what I have now as far as leadership. Because I was also when I was in high school, I was captain of the team of the varsity team. For two years. Mm-hmm. So I was also, I've always kind of been a leader type sure. anyway. So, um, you know, building a team is everything. Like, I, and I knew that, but last year, like in um, March, when McKinney and I had just gone through just this time where we were super busy and it was her and I doing everything. everything and I was gone. dead. Like, mm. at the end of the month, I was like, yo, there's no way I'm going to be uh-huh. able to continue this. And so I was like, team, team, team. So, We've just been building a team. So, like, now the restaurant's open. I'm not there, yeah. but they're taking care of it. And then building a great team, that's the thing. That takes time, though, to it build does. a great team because you have to become a better leader. Is better With a le- better leader you become, the better your team come, becomes. Like, because people are like, oh, I hear people complain. I don't like, my employee did this, my employee <laughs> did that. I'm like, yo, it's you. <laughs> yo, you change and your team get better. I guarantee it. Dang. Yeah, so I had that's to just time. look at myself. Yeah, that's I had to just, yeah, become a better leader and you'll, you'll get that team. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the winner's circle where we talk about what's next. All right. All right, you got some stuff going on. Got some stuff. So, so <laughs> let's just jump into it, man. I, and I'm definitely excited because we rapped about this. So let's mm-hmm. start about something that's super important right now mm-hmm. um, and super important for where we're going for the future. You're doing a, a voter registration event. Yes. So talk to me about that. So uh, shout out to my girl Cece over at Nevada Partners. Nice. Uh, she is amazing, African-American young sister running things over yeah. there and has uh, been a really good friend to um, me and McKinney and um, so yeah we're doing a voter registration event on uh, was it June 27th June 27th yes at Nevada Partners it's free open to the public we highly encourage everybody to come out Simply Pure we will be there giving out a sample no not samples we're giving out meals we're giving out nachos for free okay and we're giving out barbecue jackfruit tacos that's like a 
huge thing everybody everybody loves those barbecue barbecue jackfruit tacos and we're doing this in conjunction with nevada partners and quiet storm so uh cj watson um and his mother kathy uh, have been great. Is it Kathy? Yeah, Miss Kathy. Miss Kathy. Kathy. Okay, yes. <laughs> and so uh, they actually hired us. We did an event with them on March the 9th at yep. Doolittle uh, just to give meals to the community. Uh, CJ wanted to give back to the community, so he hired during us COVID. to do that. So, mm-hmm. yes, during COVID. And so that was great. And so we're doing this event on the 27th. So please come out, let people know. Uh, we'll be giving out food and we'll be registering people to vote. I hope people voted last year. Like I mean yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. I did. I did a video too. I was like, y'all, I was in the parking lot of the whole post office and uh-huh. I did a video like, yo, y'all y'all need to it's vote. Important. Like yeah. yeah, don't be just out here protesting in the streets and then don't vote. That and don't right, make no, no, sense. no, no follow up. Come right? on, man. Some other what we doing? Through, right? What we doing? No, so I did <laughs> yeah. this, definitely. We posted like, yeah, we voted, man, because it's necessary. Yeah, that for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. no, so on the twenty seventh, just wrapping that up for mm-hmm. for Miles Gibson. His is just uh, we'll we'll definitely kind of promote that and push that mm-hmm. through our platform and. And, of course, uh, we want to make sure that you share your information so they can follow you. But uh, awesome. definitely go out and support that. Yeah. And if nothing else, meet some cool people and get some of that amazing food. Because yes. I'm telling you, yes. I had those nachos <laughs> at the last event. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Why were you embarrassed? Because I did a before and after of those nachos. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Thank you. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So opening up a second restaurant, tacos. Yes, we want to open a second location. We hopefully we'll find one soon. We've been looking for a second location for a while, but there never was a great fit. What are you okay. looking for? Well, what's like? Yeah, what's the thing you're looking for in a second location? Um, ideally, we don't want anything too big or too small. So uh, ideally, something between a thousand fifteen hundred square feet. Okay. The side of town, it doesn't really matter. Oh, where, it doesn't. Where, no, but Vegas is booming almost anywhere. I mean, there's certain parts of town you just don't want to be on. It's not going to be good. But for the most part, you can go anywhere in Vegas, sure. especially with our model and um, the fact that we've been able to build really an organic community following here. Our, our, we are really confident that people will come, you know, almost wherever we go. So uh, we're looking. We're looking for a commercial. We need commercial real estate agents. We have one right now, but um, we're looking for just assistance. So if y'all out there listening, you see something on the street, just give us a holler. <laughs> Let us know, hey, we're looking for something turnkey if we can, like a restaurant that unfortunately may not have survived this and whole you know, kind thing. So I think that moving down the line, it's kind of hard to tell now who's going to be out of business and who will stay in business. But I know for a fact that there are going to be some businesses that, that close. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. fortunately we'll be able to benefit from that, you know? Um, nice. So yeah, that's what we're looking for. Second location. We need it. Anything's going to be different. Like the, the offerings, like that you yeah. were going to do as far as concept wise, menu items, things of that nature. That's a good question too. So yes, definitely. Our menu is going to be uh, expanded because okay. right now we work out of a 288 yeah, square foot that. space. Right. So we have <laughs> no space. And so we don't have things like a flat top or, or a grill or a, even a proper oven. Um, oh, wow. A lot of the things we make out of our prep kitchen and we trans we bring okay. over. Um, and then a lot of our things we make, we can make in blenders. And because we were working with fruits and vegetables, I'm really working with plants. You know, it doesn't require like a lot of stuff. That's why we're able to make so much in that okay. small space. But uh, we were definitely, we'll, we'll be able to expand our menu. That's the biggest thing. And then we'll be able to have everything in a centralized location. Because right now we have the restaurant, but then I have the prep kitchen. And then I got storage space and I'm just wow. running all over the place. Yeah. And it's too much. And I just want everything to be in one spot. So many things. Yeah. We're any any franchising in, in absolutely future? Well, franchising we're not sure if we want to franchise or if we want to just own more location got it so we'll see when the opportunity presents itself right now we're just positioning ourselves to get through 
um, what's about to happen next. We just hired um, a new CPA, and she's also a, a, a business market, business strategist as well. Her name is Lydia High. She's a sister. Yeah, I know well. Lydia. You know Lydia? <laughs> yeah. We just hired her. Okay. We hired her like Shout out to Lydia. last week. Yep. And um, she's amazing already. She's yeah. already taught us, and she's told us, you know, hey, I'm going to set you all up because right now, so I could look at the books last year. She said, but because because of COVID, everything literally is starting over. over. Yep. So she said, my goal is to make sure that you are anchored so you can get through these next few months, and then we're going to explode. So we've been having a um, really great conversation with that sister. And uh, No, she's amazing. She is. She's good people. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're looking to do, just expand. And, and set our, right now, we're just like working on setting ourselves up for the next phase. Awesome. Um, you had a, and it's on your website too, but this buy one, give, give yeah, it's one you program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk about that and, and what's behind it and, and, and how we can support. Absolutely. So really quickly, uh, when COVID hit, okay. uh, everybody was screaming. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. No, right. <laughs> and uh, including us, you know, we were, we were just trying to figure it out. And so my cousin actually from Michigan, Chase, he said, Hey, I want to send you some money because i heard what oh so that was another thing vegas has never been on the map as much as i think it's been during COVID. like because when the strip uh closed shut down, down shut yeah. down it was on the map it was on the news all over the country like new york and la you know mm-hmm. what so and then um, our, we won't get into our mayor getting on the national news oh either. i heard i heard that that was the worst man i was like they she was so unprepared because she was just Las Vegas ready. Yes. That's the thing. You got to be New York. Because I lived in New York, too. She wasn't New York ready. <laughs> and her, somebody did not prepare her. That, like, look, they, it's, they, you about to get, <laughs> you about to get that heat. It's about I'm like, they to did, go I'm down. like, they did not prepare her. Who was behind her? Right. That wasn't right. It was terrible. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to Mayor Cook <laughs> for trying. Right. She has a good heart. <laughs> she really does. And I, that's why it hurt me so bad to right. listen to that interview. But so at any rate, so buy one gift one. So gift my one, cousin uh, said, hey, I saw on the news the strip closed down, you know, the effect of what, what's going to happen in Vegas. I want to help you. I want to help some families. So I'm going to send you some money and I want you to feed some families. So that sparked something. I was like, hey, that might be a thing where mm-hmm. I can. So I called a friend, of, actually my ex-boyfriend, who's amazing. His name is Martin Moore. We're still great friends to this day. He lives in New York and he's uh, in marketing. And I called, I always run like ideas past him. And he's like, um, I, to, I told him like, hey, my cousin did this. What do you think? Maybe we can do like a, and he said, you should do a, a buy one, gift one. And I was like, yo, and he, and he, he kind of told me what, what to do. He's like, do it like this. And I was like, cool. I guess why I call him because he's smart. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was like, okay. And I put it together. And so um, what we did, we, part, we have two community partners, Food Not Bombs. And they were already, they've been established since 2015. And they were already uh, very active, like giving meals to the homeless community and just giving not even meals, but things that the homeless community needs, like uh, toiletries and things right. like that. And then we also partnered with Live to Give, which is uh, run by my friends Angel and Leticia. And they are particularly um, connected to the school system. Mm. So to give you a little bit of background about them and how I was with them, they, uh, so back in August, September, September, I started teaching cooking classes once a month in the Clark County School District. So oh, once wow. a month, I would do cooking classes for okay. elementary yeah. school kids, specifically in the um, poor communities here right. in Las Vegas. And um, my last class was on March the 10th. I had 50 kids. We were literally on the waiting list for these classes. And I would go in and I would just, you know, my energy. And I would sometimes bring my son uh-huh. and we would just have fun. And I loved <laughs> it because I love kids. Right. And just te- and I think that a lot of this, these changes that are happening are going to happen with the youth. 
And but what I knew was that a lot of these kids also didn't have access to, you know, food um, mm-hmm. and a lot of they would depend on the school system for right. their meals. And so when I heard the schools were shutting down, I was like, man, we got to do something. And so I'm just thinking, what could we do? What could we do? And then that's when my cousin called and then I called, you know, Martin and then we just put it together. I and still- so. Still to this day, like uh, tomorrow, so every Thursday, Live to Give and uh, Food Not Bombs, they come and pick up meals. So tomorrow we got like 35 meals going out. And it's in conjunction with our meal prep service. So we also have a meal prep service outside of the restaurant where people can go online and they can order weekly meals from us. Or And uh, we have a, a different, it's a completely different menu from the restaurant menu. So every time someone purchases a meal from our meal prep service, then mm-hmm. we automatically donate a meal. Or you can just donate. Like we have to have had some people who are like, here's a few hundred dollars and just will donate it to the buy one gift one and we'll just and so this program is just going to be kind of permanently it's permanent now now. yeah but i came up with it during covid to help with you know to help with the school system and to help us too you know to to, for both and so it's just because people like to be connected to a cause exactly and then connected and i genuinely wanted to help because i was connected with these kids like uh, on march the 10th like i said i had 50 kids in that class that was and that's the max like i was like i cannot do because i was teaching the classes by myself right i was like i can't you know do any control make sure have all of that exactly you got to make sure and we're feeding the kids too like we're coming in i'm making the food and i'm giving them samples so it's like it's a lot of preparation yeah yeah Yeah. so we had another class scheduled on the 24th but unfortunately school shut down on the 18th so we know so, yeah. So, uh, one last thing before we get out of here. Um, was that the classes that you were doing that's a part of the education that you were giving? Yes, definitely. Um, part One part of the education to educate kids, um, but I also want to educate adults. So, we were doing cooking classes, but again, putting a team behind that. Uh, that's another thing that we want to venture into is doing cooking classes for adults and okay. nutrition classes and things like that. But education to me is like it, this, what we've been doing here for the past like hour or so is education. Yeah. You know, everything, 100%. every time someone tastes my food is education because is. they're like, Hey, I never had this before. What is it? And I'm like, this is some good food and it's <laughs> healthy. Right. Well, put, no, I'll, I'm going to get with you. I want to, I'm going to do that. Absolutely. I'm going to do that. I definitely want to, you know, buy some and, and give some. So you, you look for uh, some some a donation or something coming Thank from you. me. Well, thank Absolutely. you. Appreciate that. So, all right, the last part of the show here, we, we like to call the assist, all right? Mm-hmm. Even though you've been dropping knowledge and, and giving us <laughs> love and everything, but just a mantra that you live by, maybe an inspirational quote, or just something that you want to tell your younger self, but just give us a quick jewel, a gem that mm-hmm. you want to drop. Listen to your intuition. Me listening to myself and really knowing myself and believing in what I know is right for me is has been everything. That's why I've been able to have such incredible experiences because I just listen to myself and I trust myself. And the more, the older I get, the more I trust myself. So it's that and it's being authentic and being transparent. That's when you asked me if there was anything off the table. I'm like, absolutely nothing. Because I feel like my life is just, it's, I have to be transparent. So authenticity transparency i would tell my younger self don't worry about stuff shit it's gonna all work out there you just go relax relax that's the that's relax. the word relax just relax, relax. <laughs> come on let's relax let's have some fun especially during this time we got to get back to having fun and relaxing and and um even though there we have a lot of things put in in front of us that we that we definitely have to do and some things to put in place but we can still have fun doing it that's what we do as a culture anyway I our love culture it. is we still do. us that's we have definite. fun we we yeah, that we constant. gonna turn any that's a, we gonna turn something to having some fun so that's when i'm ready for the fun <laughs> there it is 
All right. Well, hey, we want to thank our guests. Thank you, Chef, man. It was amazing. We enjoyed having you today. We appreciate it. And I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please comment. Give us feedback on your thoughts. Uh, Make sure you go tap in. Oh, um, even though we do have it on the screen for our listeners, if you'd like to give the um, your Instagram and also the location uh, for people when they're popping in and visiting uh, in town. Yes, absolutely. Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter at Simply Pure LV all across the board. And the uh, we're located in downtown Container Park. So it's Simply Pure 707 Fremont Street. Come and see us. We're open every day. And it's not hard to find us. You Google Simply Pure. Thank God we pop up. There it is. There <laughs> and we it at is. the top, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, please follow us. You know, we'll definitely give you those updates on some events and anything that's happening with Simply Pure. We're definitely going to share. We're going to promote because uh, that's you. what we're here for. Yes. And uh, follow us. We are Black in Sports on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button just to keep in touch with what we're doing. We're on all um, podcast platforms. And just know, no matter what, we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody in black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody in black. Yo. Yo, yo. Look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black Spat bouts and racks on handmade new rags Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black That's everybody from sports to conscious class to rap, rap.